Welcome to Rocking Your Prayers. I'm your host, Dr. Alice Evans. Now, monsoon rains can be truly devastating. South Asian families have historically ameliorated precarity by banding together, building trusted endogamous networks, and providing mutual insurance. Close-knit kinship provides social security, at least for insiders. Gerontocratic patriarchy keeps everyone in line. Most Bangladeshi girls are married early, before they turn 18, sometimes to their cousins. Kinship solidarity is maintained by socialising girls to please their in-laws, put others first and tolerate intimate partner violence. I specify gerontocratic patriarchy because young men may be similarly restricted. Sons are also taught to put family first rather than pursue their own selfish desires. Precarity also necessitates that obedience to family elders. Poverty thus entrenches cousin marriage and other forms of kinship. Now, how might this change? What happens when crop yields improve and families become wealthier? Which patriarchal controls relax and which persist? People in MATLAB, that's in Bangladesh, are overwhelmingly poor, landless, fisher people or sharecroppers. Severe floods hit twice in the late 1980s. Donors then funded 65 kilometres of embankment along the northwest bank of the... Oh no, my pronunciation will run into a problem here. Meghna Donagoda River. This prevented overflow, while also facilitating pumped drainage and irrigation. Now, Mushfik Mubarak, Randall Kuhn and Christina Peters examine what then happened to marriages. First, they ascertain whether the river's two sides really were similar before the embankment's construction. Yes! So they look at female age of marriage, consanguinity, that's like whether you're marrying your uncles or your cousins, religion and market access, all these things are the same. Then they interviewed MATLAB residents who detailed that the embankment had protected their fields and enabled them to increase the number of crop cycles, that is, people living on the protected northwest. And the quantitative data bears this out. Protected rice farmers enjoyed an extra growing season per calendar year. Post-construction, farmers became wealthier. So, how did this wealth shock affect marriages? Well, age of marriage, age of spouse and the spousal age gap all remained constant. One difference is that the groom's families living on the protected side actually attracted larger dowries. And this is to be expected. In India too, uh, brides' families pay more to marry into the most affluent families. There's a nice paper by uh, Chiplunkar and Weaver. So modernisation and groom variation have pushed up dowries. Curious to learn more about consanguineous marriages, Mubarak and colleagues then surveyed 600 families. They found that cousin marriages were typically arranged by parents. As I said, this is gerontocratic patriarchy. Consanguineous marriages are also much cheaper. Diaries for cousins or uncles are about 65% lower after applying various controls. So in 1996, that would have been a saving of over 2,000 taka. That's uh, $276. And these cousin marriages are also most common amongst MATLAB's poorest. 
Meanwhile, families protected by the embankment saw their agricultural profits rise by over 4,300 taka. So brides' families may have felt less inclined to save money by strimping and marrying their cousins. So perhaps more affordable, more attractive grooms, no, sorry, perhaps more attractive grooms became more affordable, right? So the cheapest option is to marry your cousin, but if you've got a bit more money, well, why not marry someone who's not your cousin? Okay, so after the embankment, brides' families on the protected side became slightly less likely to marry their relatives. So what do we learn from this experiment? Well, I find it fascinating because there was a massive increase in crop yields, agricultural livelihoods improved and poverty reduced. And to me, that is money well spent. That is great. Slightly also reduced cousin marriage. But let's be clear about which cultural practices persisted alongside that enrichment. Higher yields and larger agricultural profits did not change girls' age of marriage, age of spouse, or the spousal age gap, or dowry inflation. And that's precisely what I'd expect. As long as families stay in their villages, they remain dependent on kin, under intense social surveillance, with scant exposure to alternatives, let alone any social support for rocking the boat. Girls are thus married young in order to prevent rumours of impropriety and, and to maintain social respect. Agricultural enrichment is no panacea for patriarchy. Patriarchy. I, I should know how to pronounce it, right? Let's say patriarchy. Okay. So industrialization and service-based growth in towns and cities are really fundamental to gender equality. Um, and I'll include a link to the paper by Mubarak Adams. Thank you very much for listening and wishing you all the very best. Take care.